Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Cavs, the podcast, an emergency podcast. It's a state of emergency. Um, we uh, have Justin May here. Uh, we just witnessed the Cavs, what, third loss in a row. Um, and they're fourth out of the last five, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, not not good. Yeah. Third in a row. Yeah. And all of these uh, losses have been to teams that were not good at all last year. Um, the Cavs lost to the Knicks tonight. Uh, they lost. Who they lose to last night? They lost to the Pelicans last night. They lost to the Pelicans last night. They got they got whooped by the Pelicans last night. Uh, uh yeah, another not pretty one. Yeah, and um, yeah, it wasn't good. The Cavs uh don't seem to have. There's almost too many problems to list, but let's, uh, if you had to, so this game ended up being what, 114.95. Uh, the Cavs fought back to tie it at one point in the third quarter, and then the Knicks went on an 8 0 run. Did they tie it? Yeah, they tied it. Yeah. It was. Sorry, go ahead. Was that as early, was that as late as the fourth quarter? It's. No, no, no. Oh, so they were tied in the fourth quarter. What happened was the Knicks went on a 15-7 run to close the, the third after it was tied and uh, kind of never looked back. Uh, the Cavs cut it to as little as six um, in the fourth quarter and looked like they had some momentum. But as has been the case over the last several games, the Knicks calmly, calmly called a timeout and the Cavs played as if they expected them to roll over and die and just didn't come out with any more energy. I mean, coming out of timeouts, coming out of the locker room, the Cavs' lack of energy and effort has been 
has been pretty palpable. I mean, they honestly look like they what I would expect from them during a practice. It, yeah. it doesn't seem like they're they're coming out even in the right frame of mind for yeah. a game at this point. And so much of it, I think, begins and ends with LeBron James. I mean, he's even lazier than he was last year. Uh, there was a play uh, last night where, or this game where they outlet they outletted the ball to. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr., who split between LeBron and Corver and got a layup between them, and it's like that should never happen. You know, mm. <laughs> no one should I mean, ever be able to go and, score on LeBron going one on two. <laughs> no, absolutely not. And you know, we honestly we could just play a recording of AC um, all night long, just pointing out uh, you know the most obvious things that is it seems like it should be to us and. And it it just doesn't seem like it's landing with uh, Lou. Yeah. And tonight's scrub fuego for the Knicks was Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, in 41 minutes, he had 34 points, 22 in the first half, I believe. A 5 of 10 from 3, 11 of 19 from the field. He went 7 of 8 at the line, 8 assists. <laughs> he was, he was otherworldly tonight. And then... To go along with that, you had Christoph Porzingis, who had 32 points and 12 rebounds, and just seemed like nobody was even guarding him at the beginning of the game. Just getting wide-open looks. And then Ennis Cantor killed the Cavs on the boards. Uh, he had 12 boards. Uh, five of them were offensive. No one could keep him off the boards. After they blocked out to the initial guy, who was usually Porzingis, Cantor was just eating up all the offensive rebounds. They out-rebounded the Cavs 51-41, to 41, and I, I think five of those... I think the deficit was about 15 for most of the, for most of the second half. I mean, it was, the Cavs improved to get to 10 rebounds. Yes, yeah, certainly. And once they pulled Tristan Thompson out of the game, they, yeah. you know, love was in there fighting for a yeah. change. Tristan Thompson was abysmal. Um, a go- I called him a ghost. Uh, he had in 19 minutes. He had one block, one turnover, zero rebounds, and one point. Uh, and for a starting center in the NBA, that is that's putrid. Um, I mean, if he's not going to rebound, there's 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 almost no reason to. There's to no reason the to play him. I mean, yeah. I I would be hard pressed to say. Now you do look at the other starters. Uh, he was the only starter with a. Not horrible plus minus at minus six, so maybe he's doing something defensively, but it's not something I'm seeing. I mean, it, I, I'm not really seeing any switches out on the perimeter. He's not, you know, blocking shots uh, other than the one that he had under the hoop. It seemed tonight, but yeah. uh, you know, I don't see it either. But I so. see just absolutely no hustle for loose balls by anyone on this team, other than I thought Kyle Korver had some hustle. I thought Dwayne Wade had some hustle, and I thought. Kevin Love, he got on the floor for some loose balls, but uh, he is not, he can't do it all. LeBron James, just some horribly lazy plays. Um, so many lazy closeouts from three, so many just watching rebounds, or I'm, I turned it over, I'm just going to watch the play, not getting back on defense. He was Kyrie-esque with his not getting back on defense, so... Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think at one point in the, you know, in the second quarter, I was thinking to myself that I was pretty sure that I hadn't seen any of the Cavaliers leave mid court. You know, Mm -hmm. they're just standing around this 
you know, center court and Knicks are running back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Kyle Korter had himself a nice game again. I mean, 23 minutes, 13 points, uh, three of five from three, some big buckets to get it close late, but they just did not have enough. And then the, the shooting woes have uh, bothered the Cavs. I mean, we said coming into this uh, season that they have traded a lot of shooting for a lot of guys that have never been good three-point shooters. And you look at Derek Rose, though, two tonight. Jeff Green took an atrocious fadeaway three in the right corner. Dwayne Wade was 0-for-1 from three, but passed up a wide-open three in the right corner that he should have taken because he dribbled into a seven-foot brick. Um, and then you've got, you know, Jay Crowder, 1-of-4 from three. J.R. Smith, 2-of-7 from three. And LeBron, 1-of-4. And... You know, two of them were kind of those give-up threes that he likes to take. Um, you know, LeBron had 16 points, but he wasn't aggressive at all. Uh, seven assists, four turnovers, and ten rebounds. And he seemed very, very passive. Did he seem passive to you? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the he was in the post in the first quarter, and um, he was flinging those flick passes across the court, and it was working, and then... We didn't see it again until one more fadeaway in the fourth. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know. He wasn't really doing much out there. Yeah. So at, at this point, I have to ask the obvious question. How safe is Ty Lue's job? Uh, I mean, I would like to think it's not at all. But but I can't tell if Lou is, you know, LeBron's handpicked coach. Like, I, I have no idea at this point because, you know, we keep seeing the same mistakes since he started. Yeah. Yeah, and I I don't know why the Cavs are getting killed by athleticism and hustle and rebounding. I truthfully I'd rather see Zizic starting than what I saw from Tristan Thompson tonight. I I at the, don't, at the very least it's minutes played that <laughs> are going to improve a young player, so Yeah. I mean Chetty Osman getting no run. I I almost think you might try try starting him at the t- the <laughs> the two guard spot at this point. I mean, um, if Jr. is not making threes either, you, you know what do you do? Yeah. Um, Kevin Love I thought had a nice game, but again trouble finishing around the basket. That's a tough couple of guys to finish around. Uh, definitely got his uh, shot blocked a couple times by. Uh, by Chris Stops, by the Zinger. <laughs> three for eight from three, which isn't bad. Uh, nine and ten at the line. He had himself a nice game. He was going after the ball, but kind of didn't have a lot of help. No, and, you know, he seemed to get, you know, frustrated by some, some of the timely calls against him yeah. when he felt like he was putting in a lot of effort. Yeah, and, and the Cavs definitely complain about calls when they don't get them, and they seem to kind of lose their focus based on that. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't think Kevin loves part of the problem, but he, he certainly, he's not gonna, his early game defense has been garbage, uh, the last three games. I mean, he's let a lot of guys go off early. I mean, the Cavs have struggled against the Bulls, the Magic, the Nets, and now the Knicks, and each one of those teams 
seem to have a guy that went off against Kevin Love early. I mean, Vucevic for the Magic. Um, the Bulls had uh, Laurie Markkinen, uh, Porzingis, who who is an All Star caliber player, but you can't, like we said, give him wide open threes. They just weren't getting in his space and being physical at all. And you know, Austin Carr said they weren't physical till the mid fourth quarter. You know, no, and he's absolutely right. I mean, they come out and they just look old. Yeah, you know, they look exactly how you would expect if you just looked at their ages on a piece of yeah. paper with no names. Yeah, exactly. Um, from a scheme perspective, um, I the, the pick and roll defense at times is is very very painful. Uh, Derrick Rose, uh, as Ben Worth said in the in his preseason evaluation, kind of a very one directional one dimensional player. He's a straight line driver. Will will get you some buckets with with straight line drives and that kind of thing. But he doesn't do much else. And we saw tonight, 6-14, minus 22, just lost in the pick and roll in so many places. Uh, it, there's a reason he's on a minimum contract. There's a reason teams didn't want him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he does one thing really, really well, just like you yeah. said. I mean, he can, and every once in a while, he'll he'll show his stop and go game and and explode to the basket and yeah. finish. But you know, at one point in the first quarter, he had a wide open three, and um, instead of taking the shot, he dribbled into Cantor, and you know, to his yeah. credit, he finished on that one. But you know, they he did took it again a much more difficult shot. Passed up a twenty-four footer for a twenty-footer that he bricked. Right. Yeah, and the Cavs' lack of shooting. I mean, to me, the the off season moves. It's not like these guys. These guys are exactly who we thought they were. You know, <laughs> Derrick Rose, Dwayne Wade, Jeff Green, not shooters. Have never been shooters. Right. <laughs> Haven't even been passable catch and shoot guys. And we're we're seeing that it's it's not as if the leopard is not changing its stripes. So it's hard to think how this team is going to get better. Um, my thought on Jay Crowder with taking him out of the starting lineup was unconscionable to me. Um, I just I'd rather see Jay Crowder at the two than J.R. Smith at this point. Uh, well, yeah, why not? I mean, twenty minutes a night is not enough for him, right? I mean, and he's thing, he was literally one of the top twenty two way players in the league last year. And he's you know when when LeBron's in rest mode, he's our best defender, hands yeah. down. Yeah, absolutely. So to me, not playing him was a mistake. Uh, cutting his minutes was was a big mistake. I thought he gave him a bit of a boost in the third, but he seems to be feeling his way as well. Right, uh, but and, you and, know, twenty sorry. minutes is not enough. No, so. and and J.R. Smith, uh, three and nine from the field, minus twenty four on the game. The Cavs may have the worst backcourt in the league right now. I mean, yeah, I mean half the time they're not even playing, right? Yeah, so. the way they're playing, their starting backcourt is atrocious. Um, <laughs> I, I honestly, I, I didn't think it was going to be this bad. I knew what our backcourt was coming in, and I, you know, didn't think it was going to be good. But I, you know, I guess I expected Jr. to come back with a little bit more focus this season. Yeah, well, and, and part of the problem is they have changed the lineup so many times. I mean. They started out with Kevin Love at the five, and that lasted till about three games ago. And Kevin Love 
I guess he complained about it, but the Cavs actually were playing well when Kevin Love started at the five. Um, Tristan Thompson, if he plays like he did tonight, uh, is going to have to, uh, he might be a buyout candidate for his bad. I mean, as he truly, plays. because we're not going to, if he plays like that one, nobody's going to take his contract. From him. <laughs> yeah. We'll have, um, Shumper and Thompson on, on, you know, exorbitant contracts. Yeah. I mean, I threw out the idea of, uh, trading for old Tyson Chandler straight up. In the, in the uh, uh, truly, I don't know. I didn't know going into this season that I'd be considering something like that. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Tristan almost pitched an over tonight. I, and and they've shown the ability to be good in spurts. Like they can go on these runs, like they did, where they just rattled off nine straight points to cut it, or, or a nine point deficit. I'm not sure they they cut the lead from 15 to six like that. Yeah, in, in the fourth quarter, and then the other team took a time out, and they can't sustain it. No, um, for more than a few minutes at a time. Yeah, and they, I don't know if they're out of shape. They don't seem to want to try. They're just not very good right now. <laughs> no, know it, you know, it's it's one thing if we're watching, if we're watching a team full of young guys that we had before LeBron comes back, but, you know, we're in win-now mode, and we're expected to you know, sacrifice this youth athleticism for experience, but the experience isn't helping us. What's the point? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Hey, I think I lost you. I said exactly. Sorry. I okay. Yeah, it's, uh, I'd rather play the young guys. I mean, I wanted Tyler Ennis in the off season. I thought he would be a young guy that could, you know, bring them some, some youth and athleticism, but you know, they're committed to playing these old guys who just aren't very good. And they're, they can't develop talent, especially if those guys don't get to play. And, and I'm, I'm baffled why they don't bring Eric Moreland up or why they don't play, you know, Chetty Osmond. He can't be worse. Do you think Chetty Osmond is really going to be negative 24 against the Knicks? I mean, I, I I have a hard time seeing him play worse than Derrick Rose and J.R. Smith right now. I mean, yeah, but who is – I don't even know who's making the decisions at this point. Yeah. I don't know who to blame for that. Yeah, so. and that's a, that's a great question because, you know, is Dan Gilbert in charge? Is Ty Lue in charge? Is LeBron in charge? Whoever is in charge is <laughs> not doing a good job. And right. this team doesn't seem to like each other very much. Um they, I don't know if that's a, a fair thing to say, but you know, somebody on the live thread basically said the team has absolutely no chemistry. Um, keeping Calderon for uh, Richard Jefferson seems like it was a big mistake. He was a big, you know, blue guy, chemistry guy. Uh, had good habits, and uh, and then we've seen Channing Fry get jerked in and out of the lineup, and. Just a real inability to come up with an offensive scheme that maximizes their talent. I mean, the only guy that seems to get plays run for him is Corver. Yeah, I mean, we start off with a couple to love at the beginning of the game, but, you know, those are just token possessions, apparently, yeah. because he doesn't get any more after that. Yeah. And then they don't seem to run any, they don't seem to run much for LeBron. LeBron just kind of seems to get his. Uh, opportunities in transition. LeBron also 
the ones that drive me nuts are when he passes up the wide open catch and shoot three, and then you know two plays later we'll take the I'm going to dribble around for ten seconds and then shoot a three. It's like you know take the open shot. A lot of guys passing up open shots right now. Yeah, and, and I think part of that is they're so afraid of getting beat back on defense that nobody wants to hit the O boards, so they're looking for the you know the perfect shot instead of the open shot. I don't know. I don't know either because they're not getting back on defense. No. They, you know, the second any the Knicks get in transition, transition, they crumble. It's like a yeah. switch. Yeah, and I mean, I've seen how many times have I seen LeBron just drop his head after a missed call or arguing or a missed shot or arguing a call, and the other team just speeds back. You got J.R. Smith trailing guys on the play. Um, one of I mean, I I hesitate to bring it up, but they were in New York for, you know, two nights. They were in then they went or for a night extra and then they went to New Orleans and it's like, well, did they party too hard in New York and New Orleans? Is, is that what's going on here? I don't know. I mean I, I thought, mean that's kind of been their MO at times in the last couple of years, so it's you know, I like to think that they don't that you know, they know that they're having a hard time right now and maybe they should tone it down but you know what do i know yeah i don't know either um and i and i don't feel i mean to me one of the biggest problems is they you know and it came up on the live thread i can't remember who said it but they basically built a offense around space and pace and then it worked really well for the last three years and then they brought a bunch of guys in uh, who can't shoot. Right. So, and then, so once you bring those guys in, they're not doing much. I mean, Jeff Green has had some moments. Nice finisher. Uh, you'll let him take a wide open catch and shoot, but you don't want him dribbling into one and you don't want him isoing. He's terrible in the isolation. Uh, Dwayne Wade, afraid to take the three, catch and shoot three. Um, and and Derrick Rose just, you know, we know how much his shot has came and went over the last few seasons. Uh, more went. So he's just not a guy. And then Jay Crowder's shooting terribly this season so far. I mean, Jay Crowder's offensive game has regressed back to his Dallas days. He still managed to be a, the only person with a positive uh, plus minus on the no, team. No, I, I thought his defense was was very good. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I mean, he was. He brought in some energy. He hustled for it. Looked like he wanted the ball, but you know, wasn't in that much to get much of a rhythm yeah. shooting the ball, which seems to be a problem for him yeah. because he came from what if uh, you know an offensive reason? system that worked. Yeah. And, you know, he's not shooting terribly, uh, but in the last five games, well, he has in the last five games, he's shooting 32%, 300 from the field, or 300 from three, and 33% at the line, which is awful. But I feel like he's a guy that should be getting over 30 minutes a game. I mean, he had a nice uh, first couple games, and, and now really really struggling <laughs> so at, at this point I want to ask you a question if Tyloo's job is not safe who is available to come in and coach for them 
this is the worst question ever. Okay, I mean, well, hold on to that. Uh, just think about that. Ruminate on that. Because uh, we're going to bring in Tom Pestak here, who's right. who's going to rage, he told me. He, he's ready to rage, so hold on one second. <laughs> doot, doot. Emergency, emergency. Doot, doot, doot. We're at DEFCON 1. <laughs> I thought it was the other way around. I thought DEFCON 5 was the big one. The bad uh, one. Sure, as you go lower, you get closer to thermonuclear Armageddon. But <laughs> let's check. What are the DEFCON levels? I saw War Games. I know. Levels. Nu- yep, DEFCON 1. Nuclear war is imminent. <laughs> so we're at DEFCON 2, I gotta say. We're at DEFCON 2. Next step, nuclear war. <laughs> Next step, uh, Larry Drew, interim head coach. Ooh, going there. I, how can the you loop, have the highest the, payroll the, in the NBA? We're, you know, DEFCON 2, the last time we were at DEFCON 2 was the Cuban Missile Crisis. Maybe we're at the Lubin Missile Crisis. <laughs> oh, you can't have <laughs> oh, a Cuban... Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the Lubin Missile Crisis. I like it. Yeah, I figured you would. Dude, by the way, I loved your tweet about... It's almost like the Cavs hired a bunch of people that got outscored when they were on the court the last three years. <laughs> they They did. And, then, the and they can't shoot. Is the right answer. What's that called? What'd you say? What's that called when the simplest answer is the is the most correct answer? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know. Something to do with, with with Sherlock Holmes or something. I don't. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes. I don't think that's I, it. It's so, it's a thing. It's a you know it's some sort of. Oh, Occam's Razor. That's yeah, right. Occam's Razor. There you go. It's too bad Razor Ramon Sessions isn't still on our team because then we could have a cool Occam's Razor title sometime. He might be better than Derrick Rose. Was it was it Krolik that did the Schroeder Schrodinger's cat about Dennis yeah. <laughs> yeah, That was pretty that was pretty pretty perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I don't so, know, man. I'm uh I kind of hate the Cavs and I was a little bit worried that this is what it was going to be like watching Dwayne Wade um things I did not expect I did not expect uh like literally no one would step up to fill the scoring void um Tristan Thompson's doing like jack nothing Oh, did you see his line tonight? No. One point but it was like one nothing. turnover. I mean, oh, he did nothing. One point and one turnover and no rebounds in 19 minutes. Yeah. And and Derek Rose is exactly who Benworth described at the beginning of the season. You know, straight line driver, can't really do anything else. And he got so lost on a pick and roll in the fourth quarter that I don't think he's found his way off of the Q floor yet. He's still spinning. He's still spinning. Yeah, he got vined. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, these guys are exactly who that we thought they were. I mean, there's a reason Derrick Rose is on a minimum contract. No one else wanted him. <laughs> you know, there's a there's a reason no one wanted Jeff Green. There's a reason no one wanted Dwayne Wade. Uh, I think Dwayne Wade, I saw some stuff from him tonight. He definitely hustled on defense. Uh didn't take any dumb shots, although he passed up a wide open corner three to brick a seven footer, which I mentioned earlier. But you know, five assists in the fourth. Yeah, 
Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, five of six, six points, 24 minutes. Not great, but, you know, guys are... You saw Derek Rose pass up that same shot from the right wing <laughs> to step in and break a 20-footer. Uh, you saw Jeff Green come down and shoot a fadeaway three from the right corner that was inexplicable. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they got too many guys on the court at one time that are sort of slashers that yeah. aren't comfortable um, shooting threes off the dribble, aren't really that comfortable spotting up unless they're in the corner. Just, I, I don't know. It, it feels like if you had if you had one guy on the court, like Jeff Green, just kind of slashing, trying to get out on the break and stuff like that, you might be able to get away with it. Or but, if you're just absolutely wide open and you got like two seconds to lace it up, maybe you can shoot a three. But, you know, he's yeah. a career sub 30% three-point shooter for a reason. Right. Yeah. yeah, and then Jay Crowder's shot has completely... Um, he's the guy that I feel like they need to get going more than anybody. I agree. Yeah, I don't know what is going on. Taking him out of the starting lineup was literally the dumbest thing. The dumbest coaching think that's what I've seen all season by anyone so far. Have you watched all the coaching decisions? I did. I watched every single one. <laughs> I processed them like, um, like, uh, like, uh, oh, what's his name? The stupid bad guy, Armageddon. Apocalypse. Oh, Apocalypse from X Men. I watched all the TV channels at once. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was that was obscure. Yeah, I feel like like. So, what was your big thing that you texted? Texted me, emailed the group, Tom. What'd you say the Cavs needed? I don't know. What did it? Oh, Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, I was being serious. I wasn't. I wasn't being sarcastic. I know he's not gonna shore up the lack of defense, but they just all look uncomfortable around there. Like Thomas, I see as a guy that is gonna fit in pretty well. He's he likes he could play with the ball in his hands and create where there's nothing. He can play off the dribble if he needs to be. He can shoot from anywhere. So if he's open for three, he'll fire it. If he can get into the middle, he's got like floaters and stuff. If he can go all the way to the rack, he'll draw fouls. They just offensively, they just look uncomfortable on the court. I mean, I don't know what's going to fix what's ailing them defensively. I don't know what you, if you guys already talked about that, but I'm sort of appalled at how often they don't pressure three point shooters out on the three point line. Like they're sort of like, okay, well, you're probably not going to shoot that, and they kind of yeah. play off well, a little that, bit. That's like their they're whole, like, the... yeah, that's their whole season in a nutshell so far. It's we expect you to give up. <laughs> you know, that's been like well, oh, I just, you're not going to try. Was, was... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no. Um, a couple nights ago, who set like a franchise record for threes against them? Was it Orlando? I can't. It might have been. Uh... Trying to remember, but I was watching. And I was just kind of stunned by, oh, no, Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. I'm just watching all of these guys just sort of like, oh, okay, I'll just shoot because you're not going to get a hand up. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, okay, at a certain point, you know, you can, you can do both. Like you can pressure, chase guys off the line and then recover. I mean, that's honestly, that's what you have to do against good teams anyway, right? You can't just pack it in and kind of give lip service to guys out in the three point line. Like everyone in the league can. Yeah, you know, we, we no longer threes. live in the Mike Brown era. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Sag this isn't and, the two thousand odds. Sag and recover. Yeah, exactly. So, 
Oh, they look pretty bad, though. Yeah, and they have... I don't know how many games have you watched of the last, like, four? Uh, about three. I've, I think I've seen... I didn't catch a lot of today's game. Um, I was kind of in and out. And I watched the second half of the Pelicans game, which was just nauseating. But was a mur- The Pelicans could have won by 40 if they really wanted to. <laughs> yeah, that was a rough one. I mean, that's... First of all, it's a terrible matchup for the Cavs, but... I feel like there are very few teams right now that are good matchups for the Cavs. You know, yeah. Boston might be the only one. <laughs> but the weird thing the weird thing about that game against the Pelicans is like did Lou just raise the white flag like early in the fourth because it, the game wasn't out of reach completely and then you could see it was starting to get out of reach but there was still like 10 minutes left and he just never brought back in like any of the starters. Well, so I, I guess he just was it a back to back thing or I think it was a back to back thing. But I also feel like I don't have a problem with that. If the guys you bring in play hard, you know, I would rather, you know, I was telling uh, Justin, it's like, let's see some Chetty minutes for J.R. Derrick Rose, because are they, is he really going to be worse than minus 24? You know, yeah. <laughs> uh. I mean, you might as well bring somebody who's young, who's got some energy, and and might run back on defense. You know, yeah, that's might, kind of his yeah. mo. <laughs> or some Zizich minutes for Tristan Thompson. I mean, it's hard to say that he could be worse on the boards than Tristan. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with TT. Yeah, well, it's the Kardashian curse. I mean, we all know what it really is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not one for superstition, but it's Chris, hard. Chris to Humphreys has never been the same. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah, he totally has. He's the exact same player he was then. Yeah, I was gonna say Chris Humphries was never a difference never maker. Great. Yeah, but I mean the first of all, the the Pelicans smoked them. I mean, just it was ugly. Like they, it was either a wide open three or a wide open layup, and they just concede so many. They had a stat at the beginning of the game tonight that the Cavs are leading or second to last league in fouls. It's like they're not even trying. Yeah. Yeah, that's strange. I mean, um, that's a good way to help prevent stuff is if you yeah. are being over aggressive and you get beat, you just foul and they can earn it instead of giving up just a steady diet of threes. Or I've seen so the- many like guys getting out on the fast break and it would be easy to stop the fast break you're not in the bonus, just take a foul and it's not going to be a clear path and nobody does it. And then it's like either a three or a dunk the, the other way. I mean, they just, their biggest problem right now is they have a hard time, you know, giving a crap. That's all right, dude. I got, I got the box score line of all box score lines for you right now. Tonight, the Grizzlies beat the Rockets 103 to 89. And you ready for this? Not a single Grizzly starter scored in double figures. <laughs> hey, is that, I, is that, I think is that, Have you, have you ever so heard great. of anything like that? Not a, look at this. Marcus Alt, six points. James Ennis, eight points. Mike Conley, eight points. Jarrell Martin. I don't even know who that is. Nine points. Jarrell Andrew Martin Har- doesn't know who Jarrell Martin is. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Harrison, five points. Yeah, they, they didn't get. They built they a lot a of that team out of the out of the G League. Well, then listen to who is their high scorer, Chandler Parsons, twenty four points in eighteen minutes. 
six of eight from three. Uh, Mario Chalmers had 15 points. Tyreek Evans had 14 points. So they had three guys on their bench that all played less than 30 minutes, scored in double figures. Two and the Grizzlies the are five and one. The Grizzlies are five and one, and they've beat the Rockets. They've beaten the Warriors. Uh, did they beat the Spurs? I feel like they've beaten every good team <laughs> they could in the league so far. Yeah, no, I think Fizdale is a heck of a coach. He's a guy who would love to be coaching the Cavs oh, right now. I'm sorry, they've beaten Houston twice. Do you know how livid David Fizdale would have been at the effort tonight? Like, I feel like Lou needs to get pissed off and break a clipboard. You know, Steve Kerr style. Or I just feel like he's so damn passive out there. And he just, right now he looks like a dead man walking. I mean, he just looks, there's no passion, there's no energy. And I feel like the team takes on the personality of the coach and we're seeing none of it. I mean, we're just seeing nothing. Well, they're taking on the personality of uh, of each other at this point. They're just feeding off yeah. one another, and it's yeah. it's all a bunch of it's a you vortex know, of negativity, right? <laughs> and and let's talk about Kevin Love at center. That experiment wasn't really a failure, yet they went away from it, or maybe they didn't realize how much worse it was going to get. I don't know. Thoughts, Tom? Um, I don't know that. I think the problem with love is you just gotta you gotta have him play in some kind of consistent spots on the floor. When you when you change things so much, he kind of suffers because he doesn't assert himself. That's why I'm saying they need Isaiah Thomas. Because while they're going through all these growing pains and trying to figure out rotations, he's a guy that would just he would just score. He would just get points. Yeah. You get to the free throw line. Uh, I, yeah. They, I mean they are missing him. They're just, and I just noticed so many runs where it's like, it's like, okay, well, they're not good defensively, so they have trouble stopping other teams, but then they just go into a funk where they don't score for four, five, six possessions in a row. Like, that's what happened in the fourth Seven straight possessions without a score. Yeah. And it's just like, that's a spot where, and there was, there was, in the midst of that, I think when the, um, when the game got back up to 10, after, um, after they cut that crazy, yeah, after that crazy um, layup by Courtney Lee, that was kind of ridiculous because yeah. he was well defended. I went up to 10. I'm like, okay, well, you got to get a bucket. Now you can't just let this get away. And they just looked all out of sorts. The shot clock went down to four. LeBron took a bad fadeaway that was short. This was one possession after Wade bricked a shot short. And I'm just thinking. Meanwhile, you got a red hot Kyle Korver. You know. Well, but your problem is, if he's the only guy on the team that can shoot, they're not oh, going to yeah. let him get free. Right, and you're exactly. watching like JR. Just I don't know what is going on with JR. Is JR just done? Like, is it sort of like three, four years ago? Some people thought he was done. Did we? Did we? Um, he just got hooked up to the juvenation machine for a couple yeah. Years. Did we like shock him back for like a year and a half, and now he's really just done? Or yeah, I mean, I, I, I've I heard know. he's got back issues. The back issues are in effect. This so, whole team has back issues. Right, exactly. Backbone issues. <laughs> <laughs> team is, this team is old. Yes, yes they yeah. are. And they don't play anybody who is young and didn't go get anybody who's young. I mean... No. <laughs> like, I didn't realize how old Crowder is. Like I thought he was like 24, he's 27. <laughs> so, not that that's old. I mean, that should be in your prime, but 
They just don't have, you know, like I swear watching the Nets the other day, it was like, oh, they got all these young guys. They're just yeah. running up and down the court, you know, not not getting it winded. Just, yeah. Yeah, the, no, the Nets look lively. I mean, the Nets look it, like they're a 31 team <laughs> right now. I can't. I can't tell because everyone looks so good compared to us. Yeah, everyone looks good compared to the Cavs. Well, when you spot fairness, another team 15 points every game. Well, in fairness, I mean, tonight's game is the worst by far, but like the Magic are somehow like five and one. So yeah. I'm not sure what's going on, but, but you look at tonight's game and you lose by double digits at home to the Nets, who I think had only won one game. Um, that's pretty awful. The night the after. Yeah, the Knicks. Sorry, you said the, Knicks. the night after getting blown out by the Pelicans. So they're, the Cavs are just regularly getting blown out right now. It's it's reminiscent of at times last year where they had good months and they had bad months, and then the bad months it was just really awful basketball. Like they were, what were they twenty ninth in defense after the All Star break? The only yeah. team worse was the Lakers, who were actively tanking to get Lonzo Ball. Yeah, right. So, so it doesn't yeah. seem like anything has changed. No, and I thought it would. I thought, you know, replacing Kyrie with, uh, you know, Kyrie's minutes with, you know, Derrick Rose. I know Derrick Rose isn't good defensively, but I just didn't think you could get a whole lot worse than Kyrie. Yeah. And then, uh, and then adding Crowder, but yeah, I don't know. They're, they're just all out of sorts. Yeah, and somebody on the live thread said you can't play Tristan Thompson, Derrick Rose, and Dwayne Wade at the same time. No. Yet they seem to do it for stretches that make no sense. Well, then the you other know. problem is, you know, you would expect that like Shumpert and Jr. and uh, maybe even Crowder, like those guys, could do just as well shooting threes as the Cavs have been, you know, so prolific the last couple of years. But they're just not. I mean, Crowder, I think the first game hit a couple, but he's been pretty cold from downtown. JR can't hit a thing. I mean, he's just been awful. Well, I so don't... That's, hurt, that's hurting him. I mean, JR, what you know, would, would lace up those four feet behind the line threes, those big rainbow threes. He'd make one or two of those, and that just changes the way you have to defend the Cavs. Yeah. And right now, JR is putting the ball on the floor, which isn't his game, and he's like going inside. He's, he's four of 28 right now. On yeah. threes, it's, it's not like good. that. I mean, that is killing. Them. That's for the season. Um, yeah, that's tonight. almost so, unbelievable that he's only made four, <laughs> four of twenty-eight, and yeah. tonight he was one of three. So he's five of thirty-one. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's terrible. Yeah, the ca- the Cavs coaching. I mean, at what point, Tom, do you think Ty Lue's job is in jeopardy? You know, I, I never know because the Cavs are such a weird team. You never really know. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, was it obvious that um, Blatt was going to get fired? Mid season like that when you're in first well, place? They, that's what my point is, is, is Blatt, they were better than this team. <laughs> well, the weird thing about that is they, they didn't. I mean, if you were an optimist at that time, you would say, okay, yeah, they've been uneven and the Warriors have destroyed them. But, you know, the playoffs are all that matter. And, you know, if they're all healthy and they're got their identity figured out by the playoffs, they got a chance. But they didn't say that. They looked and they said, there's no reason we should be losing by 40 to the Warriors. 
this team has too much talent. They should be better. They should be happier or whatever all the things David Griffin said. And they fired. Yeah. Yeah. Got, and they, <laughs> so they fired him. Well, look at all last season. That it was worse. And again, optimists would say like, well, it's the regular season. Doesn't really matter. Just wait till the postseason. Yeah, well, they'd also just won a ring. So it was like the monkey was off the back. No, I understand, but I'm just saying, like, if you just, it's almost like, how much stock do you put in the regular season? I mean, if the Cavs lose the next 10 games, is his job in jeopardy, or are we just doing the same thing where we say, oh, as long as we're an eight seed, we're good? You know, I mean, I don't, I was hoping this year would be a little more fun. We'd start to notice a bit of an identity, but we're not. I mean, it's early, but we're not. It looks a lot like it May, looks you know, worse March. Yeah, it does exactly. look worse because they don't they don't run anything. They come, you know, they'll run one play and then they'll come down on the court and they'll take an open shot or a contested yeah, shot. Yeah, and, and it seems be like it. the first open shot they take, and they don't make the pass up a good shot for a great shot. I mean, and I've seen so many quick shots with like twenty, you know, eighteen, seventeen seconds left on the shot clock, and that just leads to a run out for the other team. And it's like, what are you doing? Make the defense work a little bit. You know, and and they don't get yeah. to like uh, Austin Carr was saying they don't get to their second and third options at all. <laughs> I mean, what are those options? <laughs> well, I, don't I mean, know. we haven't seen them. Yeah, yeah. And and their personnel seems really mismatched. I mean, I just feel like they failed the off season entirely <laughs> in terms of getting pieces that make sense on this team. And Dwayne Wade, yeah. yeah, he's his uh LeBron's buddy. Uh Calderone is unplayable. Um Yes, he is. <laughs> Watching him get his pocket pick the other night. <laughs> oh man. I was just like, Yeah, this guy was done three years ago. We he knew that. I, you know, but yet we still He was our still first signing, wasn't he? He yeah. might have been. Yeah, he might have been. He was because yeah. literally no one wanted him. And, and Jeff Green, you know, I've, I've called him the postman because he mails in so many games. But, I mean, he's actually been one of the better bench guys in the last yeah, true. few games. Which uh, is saying something, right? And we all kind of bemoaned Derek Rose when they signed him. And then in the preseason, he, he charmed us a little bit. And now we're seeing the yeah. same Derek Rose that we saw for the last three years. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't yeah, know what I mean, to do. What What's the answer? What's a simple fix the Cavs could make other than playing harder? Which actually, I think is. <laughs> I mean, they could trade a bunch of these guys and that draft pick for like a bona fide guy. I don't know who is out there or will be out there, but. I mean, honestly, whoever they pick up to fill the space would probably be more of more worth than Calderon. Yeah, but they're. I mean, they're seven weeks away from even being able to trade one of those guys. I think they right. it's like December twentieth or something. <laughs> so they gotta do something <laughs> between now and then. <laughs> yeah. I mean I also the shorter training camp does not seem to have helped any of these guys in terms of finding a role with the team and in conditioning. The losing um Jefferson and keeping uh Calderon just seems like Yeah, it seems like really horrifically dumb. bad decision. Yeah, it does. I mean, it seems like one that could have been avoided. It well, seems well, pretty it, obvious it really to the does. rest of us. Especially, especially now that you got like LeBron playing point guard. Yeah, it's like, right. well, we, we signed like five point guards in the offseason. 
but they're all so bad that like week two of the season, we're just playing LeBron point guard anyway. Yeah. And that's, that's when you know things are bad. And as uh, Jason Lloyd said, you know, Kobe Altman is basically an anagram for Dan Gilbert as a, as a GM. You know, that Gilbert's making most of these moves is what, what the rumor on the street is. And I'm sure there's heavy input from LeBron James, but I mean, and I know I GM guess, LeBron has never been above average, in my opinion. No, and supposedly Jeff Green was a big target. Uh, Ty Lue was a big fan of Jeff Green, and of course, because yeah. they, yeah, they, yeah, <laughs> the Cavs LeBron, are. LeBron, um, you know what LeBron loves? LeBron loves like athletic guys that are like remotely similar in stature to him. He used yeah. to love Josh. I remember thinking, like, dude, Josh Smith is, like, the dumbest player. But LeBron used to talk about Josh Smith. And it's like, oh, that's right, because he's 6'8", 240, and he can jump high. Just like you. Like, it almost it's almost like LeBron just likes guys that... Or he likes you know, guys that know, can hit wide-open threes. That could, like, double as him in a movie or something yeah. if they didn't. <laughs> that's an interesting theory. Well, meanwhile, you know you know, LeBron hated, like, Delhi, right? Even though it's, like... Hey, yeah. this guy was like had the best plus minus on the team, other than you. And by the way, you two played really well together when you would actually be the role man. Um, but hey, I don't know. You could the two man splits with you. Could uh, just you, it wasn't there that whole thing where someone in LeBron's camp was like ripping on Delhi. I thought it was Kyrie didn't like Delhi. Was the, uh, I don't know. If, um, I mean, there was the whole was, there was, was that whole Ryan. story. Yeah, there was that story about way back um, under Mike Brown. But I thought there was something like Sean Cotton or something like that. Remember him? He was one of the guys on the high school team. Nice. I thought there was something where he tweeted something about Delhi. Um, used a derogative term for a handicapped person <laughs> watching watching Delhi play. Well, I, I, don't I know. would maybe I'm, I, maybe, maybe he I'm was the guy. I almost, I feel, maybe I, maybe I dreamed that, but maybe he was the guy I almost threw down with at the queue over Delhi. <laughs> I don't think you almost threw out with Sean Cotton, but <laughs> hey, Sean Cotton probably wasn't sitting in the cheap seats with you. So w- weren't we gonna get into it with someone when we went to that one game against the Nets two years ago? Um, I don't, I don't remember. Possibly wasn't someone I hate. Know, wasn't I know I someone hate. It. it was the Alfred Payton game. Remember? <laughs> God, <laughs> was it? Was it him? No, no, it was the Shane Larkin game. That was it. Oh, or, Shane Larkin scored Shane like Larkin was destroying yeah. Mo Williams. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, just man. make him go left or right. Man, I can't remember. How, how sad is it that I forgot Mo Williams was like on the Cavs? Oh, the yeah. I, ha- I have a, a poster on my desk, and there's so many guys that are gone Mo Williams, James Jones, Richard Jefferson, Delhi, uh, Shaka Khan. Oh, well, you know, you have a championship team. Why would you keep them together? Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, NBA champion Sasha Khan. No, and <laughs> the I mean, we've said it three times. The decision to keep uh, Shumpert and dump Delhi was one of the worst decisions the Cavs have made. I mean, Shumpert. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, he's the most painful person to watch on a basketball court I may have ever seen. Like, talk about a guy that just absolutely wastes his physical ability. <laughs> just dribbles yeah. into turnovers nonstop. And, oh, 
God, listening to Ty Lue make excuses for him pregame was just painful. I mean, is I don't he know. actually hurt? <laughs> they said he was working on his knee. All uh, yeah, I was kind of holding my breath, hoping it was that they were holding him out for a trade. But <laughs> I thought you were going to say, kind of hoping he was hurt. <laughs> I was like, oh man, it's getting a little bit, a little bit too hot for this pod. Yeah, well, so speaking of hot takes, so when Ty Lue gets fired, which I think. Ooh. I think it's an ine- inevitability. <laughs> if you're Dan Gilbert and you have the highest payroll in the league and this team is losing at this clip, um, th- you're going you're to fire your head coach. So does Larry Drew take over? Is that the is that the plan? Do you hire Jeff Van Gundy? Do you pull Mark Jackson out of the broadcast booth? What happens? I would – oh, boy. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the problem is you look at, like, a guy that's very – um, you know, well, he had a reputation for being an identity based coach in, uh, in, um, David Blatt and LeBron did not respond to that. And I mean, I'm not saying Blatt did well. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he was a terrible coach in the NBA. I'm just saying he had an identity, not as a player's coach, but as a, he, whatever he's, whatever hand he's dealt, he gets those guys to punch above his weight and he instills like a strong identity in them. And that did not happen. And, you know, LeBron wanted Black gone like the whole time. And LeBron liked Lou, who's more of a player's coach. So I don't know. You know, LeBron likes having all the power. He doesn't, he talks about, oh, I'd love to play for a guy like Popovich or something. It's like, dude, really? Because I don't know that you would because you're, you don't like seeding power. So I don't know. I think the Cavs, if they want to make LeBron happy, would, yeah, get a guy like Mark Jackson, who's a player's coach. Which would Ugh. make a lot of people, yeah, like give that kind of reaction. But I don't know. But at least Mark Jackson would give him some sermons about effort. Yeah, he would. He I, would. I feel like this team needs some effort sermons. <laughs> why? So, Justin, you made a you made like why? Why is the why is Mark Jackson? Why does he have a bad reputation as a coach? Because last I remember, like the Warriors are getting better and better every year, and a lot of people in Golden State, including a lot of the players, were kind of shocked. When he was let go, it wasn't like they were underachieving. I, I understand that they added Steve Kerr and suddenly they were a championship team, but I just don't remember, unlike Mike Brown, where it's like a lot of people said, Oh, he underachieved. I don't really remember that with Mark Jackson. What's is, is what, where does that kind of sentiment? I mean, come I, I do think it came from the fact that, you know, once you replaced him with Kerr. It was like a, you know, it was almost like a new team, but they were playing with the same guys. And then we sat there and listened to him in the booth and, you know, say, you know, all the things that he says that don't make any sense all season long. And then, you know, we just pile it on. So, you know, okay. maybe it yeah, I, I assume, I assume some of it was based on the booth. Um, was it the same team? Cause I feel like they shored up their bench a bit between years. Didn't they add? Like um, Livingston, but, you, you know, Dalla, Livingston. But here's yeah, the other they thing. Did. So the other thing that happened during the Mark Jackson era is he had literally a toxic relationship with his assistant Owner. coaches. Oh, his assistant coaches. Okay. Yeah, and there was one. I guess I remember that assistant yeah. coach where he was recording meetings for management. Uh-huh. And it was like, and he was taking recordings of the meetings to management, and it was a horrible situation. Plus, uh, 
Brian Scalabrini was assistant on that, and he demoted Scalabrini to the D League or to the yeah to the D League, and uh, hated Scalabrini and just hated seating power. He had to everything had to be his idea. He had to take credit for everything, and it was a toxic atmosphere. Basically, then there was a huge power struggle over the future of the organization, and the sun the Warriors organization just was like, yeah, enough. This is we're done. Yeah. So well, if you just look at win loss, I mean, when he, you know, go back to 2011, I think yeah. Curry and Thompson were rookies. Uh, no, Curry was not a rookie. He'd been in the league for two years. Thompson, that's right. So Thompson was a rookie. So they're 23 and 43, bad. Then they make this huge jump and they make the playoffs um, and they go 47 and 35. Then the next year they win 51. And then it's kind of like, okay, you're getting better. And they, he did have Andre Iguodala that year. Draymond Green, um, that Played was a lot more. Year. Yeah. And then they replaced him. And then, of course, then they won 67 games. Yeah. Um, but they did not have Sean Livingston and or Festus Azili or Leandro Barbosa. No, they did have Festus Azili because Festus Azili came in in the same draft with, uh, Draymond Green and Clay Thompson. Well, I think he must have been on the D League team or something then, because he didn't play. He okay. didn't play that. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway, was I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying. I guess just. I, I saw that on the blog. Where or maybe I'm was wrong. Like, I don't know. Talking about oh, possibly Mark Jackson. Everyone like shuddered in horror. Like similar to you know what I see when people think about Mike Brown. I just thought like, well, you know, even though I'm a bit of a Mike Brown apologist, you know, I I get that. He couldn't get it done twice in the playoffs when they were favored. And um, and that he sure as heck didn't instill any kind of defensive identity this last time through. But with Jackson, I just sort of feel like, I mean, all you I mean, if you just if you win more games every year and then they replace you for someone else, it doesn't necessarily mean you're a terrible coach. It just means. Yeah. No, I, and I, I mean, I who know. knows? Maybe with, uh, you know, a man as big, an ego as big as his, you know, he could come in and. I, I don't know. If, if you, I don't know. I don't know if Mark Jackson, LeBron, and Dan Gilbert's heads could all fit in one elevator. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't see that happening. Um, who's Who's the other? I mean, I feel like the Cavs could totally use a coaching trade. Like, let's say uh, we trade Ty Lue for Mike Budenholzer. <laughs> like, Atlanta wants to tank. They're no good. Budenholzer's yeah. wasted on that team. You know, he's the guy that made Kyle Korver an all-star. So so make that coaching trade. <laughs> you know. You know. Uh, I, mean, I, was... yeah, I mean, here's the argument. Here's the argument there, right? The argument there is like, Oh man, then you'd have this great cool motion identity in the vein of the Spurs and oh yeah, remember when we freaking curb stomped the Hawks every year in the playoffs? Well, right. I know that. You know what I mean? So it's sort of like you you're, you're still you're still judging the Cavs by what they do in the postseason ultimately. I mean, that's why we all hated it on the Isaiah Thomas trade, right? I mean, I was the only one. All you guys were like, "Oh, this is the worst trade of all time." And I'm like, "I think you're going to like him a lot. He's got a best motor I've ever seen." I mean, he led the league in scoring for most of the year. He's pretty good. And the argument was just like, we don't care. All we care about is the postseason, and he can't play against the Warriors because he's too small. So it's, if you're if that's the way you're going to look at the season, you also sort of have to just be like, well, I guess I don't give a shit if the Cavs get blown <laughs> out every night in November. You know what I mean? Like you, you it, and I hate that because 
as someone that, you know, Nate, you and I worked with Kevin on got buckets and like we dove into regular season stats. And this is where you get your huge sample sizes. And this is where you analyze the game. But the Cavs have made a mockery of it. They honestly have. They've made a mockery of the regular season. They have. I agree with you. And I don't, I don't, you know, so it's like this is an emergency podcast because you should not be losing by 20 to the Knicks at home. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know if Lou should lose his job over it because. He's not. The out e- there he's he's dominating. It's almost like until he. I mean, I don't know, but they didn't. Not that they gave David Blatt this kind of leeway, but you know, maybe Lou needs to lose a playoff series in the East before he gets canned. I don't know. Well, the problem with that is if Lou loses a playoffs, if LeBron, LeBron James doesn't make the finals, he's leaving for sure. Yeah, no question. Yeah. So that that's the problem. So my thought is. The other thing that's out there is is the Eric Bledsoe trade. I mean, I I kind of get the feeling the Suns don't want to trade him to the Cavs because they are anti. Um, oh, Rich Paul, Rich yeah. Paul, and uh, that certainly is an issue. I <laughs> brought up the idea of trading Tristan Thompson for Tyson Chandler straight up in the uh, in the in the live thread, and I mean Tristan's just been so bad this year. I mean, his yeah. defense but, you know, isn't I feel, horrible. I feel, I feel like he's had slow starts the last couple of years, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Well, Where we were just like, oh, my God. And then he's better, you know, after the new year. I don't know. Has he? I don't know. I, I, mean, I, feel like I kind of feel like JR is that, you know, that's his yeah, MO. JR, that is JR's MO. That has always been JR's MO. That he is awful until, like, January. Um <laughs> I remember John Hollinger used to joke about that. Like, if you're playing fantasy, always like pick up, always trade for Jr. in like mid December when he's terrible because he'll he'll you know triple his output in January. I <laughs> oh, God, I miss Hollinger the writer so much. Yeah, like I used to, just, I literally paid for Insider every year but just to read that. Look at how he's killing it with just picking up scrubs you can. Play. I know, I know. <laughs> I mean, what did they? What did you say they were six and one? Yeah, and they've beaten Houston twice and the Warriors. Yeah, and if Chandler Parsons is like for real again, man, suddenly they're back in the conversation. Talk about the guy. I mean, that might be the guy that you know riding on the edge of a knife injury wise every game. Yeah, yeah. Also, Kevin Love. (laughs) No, because Kevin Love's. Never had that major knee injury. I mean, he had my. Did you just knock on wood? I did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Never had that major knee injury. So, and I love Kevin Love. And I, they, they put him in such terrible positions sometimes. (laughs) And, you know, there's a reason he goes five for 15 when he's surrounded by Cantor and uh, Porzingis. But when they put him on the floor, it should be LeBron and Kevin Love and at least two other guys who can shoot really well. The problem is Remember how remember how under Mike Brown every game started off in like from like two thousand six to two thousand eight with two or three straight post ups for Z yeah. or pick and pops for Z. And then once they got Ben Wallace, they would literally start every game with a play for Ben Wallace. <laughs> which literally never worked, but they right. did anyway. It was part of their sort of a theory that you need to get the big man touches early to get him. I don't know, Maybe get his blood pumping or something. Play for Tristan Thompson early. 
I think mate that I think what they need to do is I really like when Kevin Love gets low on the block. He's super unathletic. He can't jump over anyone, but he's got a whole series of moves yeah. and he draws a lot of fouls. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see more. All right. Let's feed love in the post kind of old school basketball. And let's just see if we can get a couple fouls on the opposing team's big man. Um, make them and adjust. Yeah. Well, and then um, the funny thing about that is the Cavs, and we've talked about this, you know, they don't have an identity. It's like three of their guys now are post-up guys. And you don't play post-up guys if you want to play at a fast pace. So, you know, they got Kevin Love, they got um, LeBron, they've got Dwayne Wade. All three of those guys are post-up guys. So if you want to play at a fast pace, why are you playing those guys? You You dump it in, you spread out. You keep uh, you keep your offense back around the three point line. So if something doesn't go in, you've got maybe you have one cutter. You know you play that old uh, Utah offense, and and you walk the ball up every time. But the Cavs don't seem to know what kind of pace they want to play at. Like yeah, they, time, they look they look very lost. Like they yeah. don't. You're right. They don't look like they know what they want to do at all. Yeah, and even off of rebounds, you just look at even the last couple of years. Um, I mean. You know, last year was a weird regular season. And then if you watch the playoffs after the Indiana series, their offense was like a juggernaut again. But, um, you know, if you watch them after rebounds, it's like they used to Kevin Love was throwing bombs down court. Now guys are missing those passes like he's overthrowing or underthrowing. The other day, Crowder was on a fast break with Wade and threw it away. They 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 do not know what they want oh, to do. The turnovers are brutal too. I mean, yeah, the turnovers have been bad, and they've been bad turnovers. Like LeBron single handedly killed a run tonight when he tried to dribble between the legs and just dribbled it out of bounds. And like, what are you doing? You had no reason to dribble between the legs there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's it's they're struggling for sure. Yeah, I, I I honestly think we may see interim coach Larry Drew. Um, you know, I kind of feel like, uh, you know, I feel like he's going to probably end up going all season long and then, you know, hope. Depends he'll on how lose much they and... lose. <laughs> I mean, if, if, if they went, if they lose another three or four straight, Dan Gilbert ain't going to put up with that. Yeah, I mean, straight, I guess it's, it's hard to imagine them losing that, but who knows? I mean, if they keep playing like this. Well, it's hard to imagine them keeping losing to the dregs of the league from last year. So yeah. they're doing it. I mean, Chicago. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> that king was awful. <laughs> Chicago's terrible. <laughs> they are. Chicago's literally missing like two of its better players because one of them punched the other in the face. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know any any observations from around the league so far. I mean, other than I I think we know that uh, uh, Giannis looks amazing. Like Giannis, <laughs> Giannis Detacumpo, Giannis, Giannis. Sorry, I I say Giannis. <laughs> He's silent, mate. I'm sorry, I didn't know. Hero. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, I, I, that's fine. I mean, I, I like reading Zach Lowe the other day. He talked all about Giannis and Giannis improvement and how, you know, he's basically, he just said until LeBron can't dominate in postseason, um, he's still the best player, but Giannis is like 
next up. And I guess I just, to me, I don't know. It's like, have we forgotten LeBron? Like, I mean, have we forgotten Kevin Durant? Giannis to me is like LeBron light, light, light. Like, I mean, he's, I don't know what he does. I don't think he does anything nearly as well as LeBron did. He's a better shot blocker. Okay. He's a better shot blocker. (laughs) Not a better scorer. He's not a better passer. He's not a better shooter. But he is this Uh, year. What do you mean he is this year? He's outscoring LeBron. He's out assisting LeBron. No, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying people were saying, oh, Giannis could be like the greatest of all time. I'm like, oh, well, relax, yeah, I relax. think they're talking about that raw ability, but yeah, I know what you're saying. I mean, I he's, he's I pretty impressive. <laughs> he is, but if you can't, if you can't be a reliable outside shooter, good defenses can adjust to you at that wing position. Wow, the Warriors lost again tonight. No way to the Pistons. Wow, yeah. wow. Yeah, we're we're struggling struggling as much as the Cavs, so not as they're struggling. Yeah, well, almost as much. Yeah, they're struggling like the Warriors' version of our struggles. Yeah, like they're not defending; that's their problem, and they're not rebounding. But the Cavs are just uh, not scoring and not defending. So, right. and the Warriors also had twenty five turnovers. That that might have had something to do with it. <laughs> 25 turnovers. That's a lot of turnovers. Yeah. On 29 assists. So <laughs> that's a little crazy. Uh, Dre had had six turnovers. So Nice. But, yeah, I mean, the Warriors look beatable. Um, the West looks wide open so far. The East looks better. Um, yeah, the Spurs were kicking butt, and they've lost a couple in a row. Yeah, a yeah they lost bad. to the Pacers tonight. Yeah, and they had a bad loss to someone bad the other day. I'm trying to remember the Magic was wasn't it? Oh well, the Magic are five and one. No, I thought they were playing no, someone four and two. They lost tonight too. Oh, okay, maybe it was the Magic. I thought they were playing the Pacers or someone not good, and they got lit up. Uh, one fourteen eighty seven to the Magic. Was uh, it the Magic? Yeah, and then tonight to the Pacers by three. Yeah, so the the I guess uh, Golden State's uh, still four and three, so they're they're a game ahead of the Cavs. But yeah, so yeah, we'll we shall see what happens. Um, the uh, the Ty Lu where the the Lubin missile crisis is looming. <laughs> <laughs> you hated that, and now you're like, you know, I wish I would have thought of that. No, I didn't hate it. I just like to give you a hard time for. It. <laughs> So uh, yeah, we should pro- podcast probably getting a little long in the tooth. Should we? Uh, you got any uh, good stories for us, Tom? Any? Uh, how's your lawn I got looking? So stories. <laughs> oh, I cut my grass today, despite the fact that it's like thirty degrees outside and it was so all wet. Today. I had no choice. I had to. It's just getting too crazy, and I got too many leaves. <laughs> uh, my lawn's looking good. My lawn's looking good. What was I? I'm going to tell a story though that I now I can't. Oh, uh, how's things going? For you at work, Nate? Ah, oh, they're okay. Um, I, I, not too bad. I can't really say oh, more than that. I know but. what I was going to talk about. You know how you're always like worried about the robot takeover? <laughs> how about they're all going to take our jobs and unemployment yeah, yeah, yeah. is going to so, go through the roof? 
myself for my birthday this year. My dad got me a <laughs> MIT technology review or whatever. And this week's issue was like the AI issue. And it was all like, I don't know. It was just, it was really more down to earth about it. And there were a couple articles that were even like, yeah, all these claims are outrageous and just wrong. And AI is not even like that impressive. And uh, one article was like, everyone acts like we're at the beginning of an AI revolution and we might actually be at the end of an AI revolution because we're already kind of getting to the point where, I don't know, it's just, I'm just reading it and I'm like, hell yeah, like in a very much get off my lawn kind of voice, you know? <laughs> hey, robots, screw, get off my lawn. Screw the, screw the robots, yeah. Yeah, and this one guy was just like, I think it's hilarious that people think robots are going to take our jobs. And, and then he was talking about how like literally no robots have taken have even been made to do any of these things yet. So there's always like predictions that aren't anywhere near uh, coming true. So anyway, I just thought, Oh, Nate needs to read this. You'll stop worrying about the apocalypse. <laughs> Robot Defcon one. Yeah. There was a whole article about like why people make these claims and Sky I know, it was just pretty, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> Okay, well, that's it. It's good to know. Uh, I I don't really have any any crazy stories. Um, uh, haven't been watching. I've been watching new uh, Stranger Things since Friday. Everyone really is watching that. I, I keep seeing people posting about it. Oh yeah, it's excellent so far. Yeah, it's really good. Um, I don't know if it's as good as the first season because the first season, you know, anytime you do a sequel, it's got to be bigger and better and. The first season just had so much mystery to it, and it was so new. But but the second season's held up pretty good so far. So yeah. So and and I think they really lucked into a great cast, and the production values are. The only problem with it is like the first season, the the '80s songs and the soundtrack were kind of used pretty sparsely, and they were kind of uh, uh, you know exclamation points or, or highlight notes and now it's like every single scene there's an iconic 80s song <laughs> it's like nice. okay it's a bit much dude I've been on an 80s kick lately I got my little 80s playlist <laughs> you, you've listening been to uh, around with your Walkman listening to uh, uh, what's that group with uh, oh man what's that group that sings um, <laughs> sings Kyrie and sings uh Oh, what else do they say? Mr. 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 Jeez, oh, Pete. Yeah. No, I've been listening to Africa a lot though. That might be one of the that might be a top ten quintessential eighties song. Africa uh, by Toto. Yeah. So Nate, good. I got I got my new favorite show. What's that? It's called Detectorists. Yeah, you, Have you told heard us of this? about it. Yeah. No, oh, I, did I, I tell I you about it? To watch it. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, you guys check it out. It, it is great. I'll, I'll have to check that out. In fact, I might, while I'm typing this up, I might put Detectorist up. So. It, it's very different. I, yeah. I'm telling you, there's nothing else on TV quite like it. And, and, and it, I, it, does I think it's ha- it does feature an actor I like, the guy that played. Um, so if you saw Captain America or The Winter Soldier, the guy that played the uh, the Nazi scientist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Toby, his name's uh, Toby Jones, I think. Toby Jones. He's he's so yeah. Like that scene with the with the old computer in uh, the Winter Soldier is one of my favorite Marvel scenes. So right. Yeah. Um, really yeah. He, he's he's hilarious. His name is uh, Lance and Lance Stater, and he's he's great. Oh, cool. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Well, 
Anything uh, you want to pitch, throw out there, Justin? Uh, no, I mean, it seems like I'm doing what everyone else is doing with Stranger Things. So, no, no, no good books. You're a history major, right? Um, actually, <laughs> no, no, I have a... I have a degree in security and intelligence, so... Hell yeah, man! Well, <laughs> not quite history, but... Uh, well, actually, funny story, I work in a treasury Here, department. Here's, so. here's, the, uh, here's the rub, Tom. He's what? actually a robot. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah, just, I mean, he worst just busted our Turing test all to hell. <laughs> sure did. I don't know, man. He didn't like my pun. That seemed very robotic to <laughs> me. <laughs> Lubin missile crisis. A robot, would have, a robot would have hated that, but you liked it, Nate. So I, I, I knew something was up. Makes sense now. Uh, All the puzzle pieces fit. Uh, it does. So uh, stay tuned for more Justin May and Tom Pastek and Nate Smith and and all the guys at Cavza Blog. All uh, I think there's like twelve on the mailing list. It's kind of insane. So yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, so uh, if 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 uh, if you're interested in contributing, uh, drop us a line. And uh, <laughs> as always, go Cavs! Go Cavs! Thank you for listening to Cavs the Blogs podcast. Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite blogger. There's a fire. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.